Hey, product people, welcome to the Product to Profit podcast. We're pulling back the curtain on what it's really like to scale a product-based business profitably and getting into the mindset of a seasoned buyer. I'm your coach, Kristen Fisher, a former corporate retail buyer with over 15 years of experience working for some major brands that you would definitely know, turned six-figure e-commerce store owner of my own gifting brand, Boku, and a retail strategy coach for product-based business owners, just like yourself. Inside this podcast, I have honest conversations about what's going on inside of my own business. And I'm also sharing insights to help you get inside the mindset of a buyer to start applying big retail strategies to your own small retail business. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. So this episode today, I'm going to walk you through four tips to add more profit into your business without adding more products, which that is the key, my friends. (laughs) I clearly love a profit conversation, so I'm excited to chat about this. But before I get too far down the path, I just want to note that I have a brand new workshop available for you that really digs further into this topic. It is called Assorting Your Product for More Profit. I will link that out in the show notes. So as you're listening to this episode, if it's resonating with you, if you want to go a little bit deeper, I have that available for you. And I think it would be a really great added resource for you to take the next step in kind of digging into this for your own business. So two weeks ago, I was in Nashville speaking at the Ultimate Product Party. It was the coolest event. If you're listening and I met you there how awesome. We are now in-person friends. Like It was just so cool to be in person at this really cool event. It was the first time I was speaking as a coach in person. I have done Zoom trainings. You know, I have had the podcast. I've recorded workshops, but actually being face-to-face with people and interacting and hearing those questions in person was so awesome. So I wanted to share a little bit of a story. So flew into Nashville on a Tuesday. There was this happy hour beforehand. So I got to meet a couple of people the night before, which was fun, like a little icebreaker. And then that night I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning, drenched in sweat because it was hot as hell in my Airbnb. And I like ripped the covers off and I realized I had woken myself up out of this nightmare that no one showed up to my table at the event the next day. And I was not nervous about speaking in person at all until that nightmare happened. And I'm like, oh my God, this actually is a legitimate fear that maybe I had buried subconsciously. Like my inner child was nervous that people weren't going to come to my birthday party or something. I don't know. But all of a sudden I was like, oh no. And it took me a little bit to fall back asleep. I realized that that's not a real thing. Of course, I have at least one person come, right? So the event is happening. It's super cool. I'm there as coach Kristen, but also as Boku Kristen. And I'm learning and listening to the opening keynote speakers. It was just so incredible. So many incredible speakers and women in one room. So I get to my table. It's time for my first session. So it was over the course of the two days, the roundtable leaders presented eight times. Okay. So I sit down at my table and I'm all of a sudden like I'm sweating again. I'm like, oh my God, this this nightmare is going to come true. And it almost just felt like my table was instantly flooded with people. And I had double, sometimes some of the rounds, I had double rows of seats around the tables. It felt so freaking good. And it was such a good reminder that we are more than just 
a number. We are more than just the followers that we have on our Instagram. And I say that because I think subconsciously, I was a little bit nervous that my coaching Instagram didn't even have, I think when I showed up to the event, I had not even 200 followers or maybe 200, which is like tiny in Instagram world. But that is 200 people that said they wanted to show up and be my friend and learn from me, right? So when everybody started sitting down at my table and I had hours of engaging with people and answering questions and teaching live in person, it was just such a fulfilling two days to to remind myself that the number in my Instagram does not matter. And I'm reminding that for you too. Like you could have the smallest in- Instagram, but make the biggest impact because the people that are showing up for you genuinely are excited to learn from you. So I wanted to just share that and kind of kick this conversation off with an off topic thing. But the reason that it does tie in is because the topic that I spoke about at my round table was driving more profit in your business. So there's a little bit of overlap. Okay. So I kicked off my roundtable by sharing one of my favorite sayings, which is profit is queen in your business. Okay. So we all know the saying that cash is king and yes, okay, cash is king. But the more important thing is that profit is queen. And the reason that profit is queen is because we want to be able to pay ourselves. We want to pay our staff, our team, our employees. We want to be able to outsource things so that we can grow. We want to be able to invest back into our businesses and do all the cool things that we dreamt of doing with our business. And you can't do that just with cash. You do that with your profit. So it's really important, right, to be focused on the profit. Who cares if someone is saying that they made six figures, multi-six figures, seven figures? Who cares about that top line number? First of all, it doesn't matter. You know, We don't need to compare ourselves to what other people are making in sales revenue. It's what you to determine as your own level of success. That is your goal, right? But at the end of the day, how much profit is really sitting in the bank, right? After all the expenses are paid, what is at the bottom? And that is your profit. So when you actually look just, you know, from a accounting perspective, right, you bring in your inventory and that immediately hits your business or your books as an asset in your business. And then once you take out your cost of goods sold, or you're, you have your sales and then you're left with your cost of goods sold, that leaves you with your margin. And then you take out your expenses and then that's your profit. So the biggest asset that you have in your business is your inventory because your inventory starts out as an asset and once it's sold, it becomes your cost of goods sold. So if you're really laser focused on driving more profit into your inventory, you're going to have a more profitable business at the end of the day. So there are some steps you can take to be really strategic about how you're planning out your inventory before you even start the creative process. And that's what I'm going to start to talk about a little bit today. So the first tip is to really look at what is already working in your business. So a lot of times I think people think, I need to bring in a new collection or I need to add another category in my business to grow my sales and I'll make more money. Yes, that also can help you make more money, but you could probably make more profit with what you already have in front of you. So let's say you're taking a look at your best sellers. Maybe you have something that you sell all the time, or if you're a maker, there's different materials that are always used for your top styles. Okay. How can you work more margin into those? Because if you can make more margin in the top selling performers, you don't necessarily have to sell more overall in order to make more profit at the end of the day, because you're giving yourself more profit margin at the top. 
of your business. Things that you can look at would be something like negotiating a better cost, either of the products themselves, if you're buying them in bulk, or the cost of the materials, if you're a maker. So if you have something that you know is going to sell for six months, can you negotiate a better cost knowing that you're not going to necessarily have a big risk by bringing in maybe more upfront, but it would save you some margin room by bringing in more upfront. So you can have those negotiation conversations with either your supplier or the brand that you're working with and and try and get a little more profit baked into those just from a initial sales perspective. You also can look at the retail of those things. So what if you just added a dollar to all of your best-selling products, right? Obviously, everything's gotten so expensive lately. So you want to make sure that you're not pricing yourself out of the market by going a little bit higher. But do you have room to just add a little bit more? There are some things that you can do to just add a little bit more price, 50 cents, a dollar to those top-selling styles that will give you a little bit more margin without having the negotiation part. What if they both happen? Then you added a dollar and you got a better cost. So your margin grew even more. Another thing is take a look at your marketing and make sure you're speaking to those products regularly. So your top performing items, make sure you're talking about them every single week because your customer probably doesn't remember that what you talked about last week. They probably don't know what you talked about yesterday or even this morning because we are just hit over the head with so much content all the time. So you want to make sure that you're talking about those top styles regularly. Now, obviously that's not necessarily making more profit in, but what it's doing is it's making sure that they are at the forefront of your marketing. Sometimes we get bored by those products that were like, oh, we've talked about them for six months now. Yeah, but they're still moving the needle in your business, right? So what is something that you can do to make sure they still feel fresh? Keep talking about it. Rephotograph it. Change the way you're speaking to it. Do Shoot some video content. Do some you know, UGC. Reach out to other people and see if they can do some marketing for you on those top performing styles. So you're pushing the marketing. The marketing always feels fresh. That way you're going to continue to see sales coming in on those and you're doing the work on the back end to make sure that you're driving more profit into those. Okay. So that's tip one is look at what's already working in your business and find some more profit and push those in marketing. Okay. The second thing is on the flip side, look at your bottom sellers. So what are some products that are just kind of chugging along? You have a ton of inventory collecting dust and they're not really moving the needle. What can be chopped off the bottom? So what are some things that you can maybe liquidate? Either you do a mystery sale or you sell them off. If you have a ton of inventory, can you sell them off to an off-price market? Can you just put them on sale? Can you do a BOGO with them? What are some things you can do to get rid of the bottom and don't replace it? Because you probably have too much overall. Most people typically have too many choices of product. And this will allow you to just take off the dead weight and push your customer into buying those things that are actually moving the needle at the top. On the flip side, I would encourage you to take a look at going forward. Maybe you don't need to buy that many products. So like that bottom list of products that you are going to get rid of, how many choices are not moving the needle at all that you could just cut off entirely and try and keep some guardrails for yourself and don't buy as many styles for new seasons or don't design into as many new styles for new seasons because you know that they are not really working very well for you. So that is point two. Look at your bottom sellers, figure out what you can liquidate and get rid of so that you push your customer to buy more of your best sellers because they don't necessarily need all this extra noise that's kind of confusing them. 
Okay. So I would encourage you, especially as we're approaching summer and we're coming into what is typically a slower period for most of us, revisit your expenses. Okay. So we just talked about some inventory things. Now the other thing is your expense line. I feel like I do this in my own business. I get really comfortable with certain suppliers that I order from over and over again because I did the work to source them once. But here is what I have found has been really helpful for me. Try and find a second set of suppliers for all of your packaging supplies or your product materials. If you're a maker and you're producing your own product, find another set of suppliers so that you can continuously, maybe quarterly or uh, twice a year, whenever you're buying your materials again, and you're stocking up on them, you can see if there's a sale happening because a lot of printers lately have been doing promos. Their business must be a little bit slow, um, but you could have multiple packaging suppliers and print suppliers so that you can find the best deal and save a little bit of money. Maybe your paper quality is a super thick, gorgeous quality, but it could be a little bit thinner and it would actually save you 50 cents on every order. Think about how much that adds up, right? So really look at how to improve your cost of goods sold. The next thing is your bills. So within your expenses, you also have obviously your bills. Can you switch providers like your internet provider? Maybe you can find a better deal. Can you switch to annual plans? That really helps you to save. Even if it's only a couple of dollars per month that you save by switching to an annual plan. I feel like I'm talking about like Geico, Um, (laughs) like bundle and save on home and auto. Like, you know, can you bundle things or can you switch to an annual plan to help you save a little bit? Because that all adds up across the board. There are other things like switching platforms or apps where you can, I guess, talking about the bundle thing, like, are you able to combine multiple apps? Sometimes we just are using an app for so long and now there's new technology out there or new apps that are out there that allow you to do the same thing and kind of combine it for cheaper. So use that downtime to do a little bit of research and find some costs, ways to save costs on the expenses. So that's your third tip. And lastly, tip number four, this is a really big one. So I say your biggest resource or asset in your business, it's really your asset. Your biggest asset in your business is your inventory. Your second asset in your business is your time. Your time is obviously the most valuable thing in your entire life. But when it comes to your business and a profit conversation, your your time is your second biggest asset. Okay. So really evaluate your time. Use this summer slow period to think about ways that you can outsource things that are really weighing you down. Identify areas where you're the bottleneck in your business. What do you hate to do? What takes you a long time to do? What are just like your least favorite things that could come off of your plate but actually move the needle in your business. Because once you free yourself up, you are able to do the things that are going to drive the sales because you're the creative side of the business. So you're able to really do these more strategic, higher level thinking things. You are the creative brains in your business. And you can take some of those things off your plate that block you from being able to do that and essentially block your business from growing. So I'm going to do some more episodes. I think I might do a summer series actually that is kind of walking you through what I do in the summer months to enjoy my time and also prepare for holiday because that is right around the corner. I can't even say it out loud. Oh my gosh, I feel like sick to my stomach. Love holiday, but also it's a lot, right? Like have I even recovered from last holiday? I'm not sure. But I'm going to do a series this summer that kind of walks through what I'm doing just for some accountability and to help uh, help you 
think about ways to use your time. And I'm going to definitely talk about outsourcing. I might even bring an outsourcing guest on here because it is so important to really protect and honor your time and your expertise in your own business. It ultimately drives more profit because you are able to do the things that you love to do and keep your business running the most effectively the most effective way possible. Okay. So those are my four, my four tips for you to drive more profit. So finding more profit opportunity in your best sellers at the top of your business, on the bottom of your business, looking at those bottom sellers and figuring out what you can get rid of, how much less inventory you can buy going forward to be more optimized with your offer. Revisit your expenses for your suppliers to improve your cost of goods sold. Also looking at your bills, ways that you can bundle your apps, all the things, and then your time. What can you outsource to give you the freedom, the time freedom to be able to do the things that really light you up and move your business forward? So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I will put the link in the show notes for the Assorting Your Product for Profit workshop that really digs more into this. And I talk through some reports and some ways to really do this exercise for your own business. So the link will be in the show notes for you to grab that. And as always, come find me on Instagram at the Product to Profit Coach. I love having the conversations with you. Tell me what you're loving, what you'd like to see more of, and let's just have a conversation to grow our business together. Hope that you have an awesome week. I'll talk to you next week. All right. That's all I've got for you today. I am so glad that you're here. If you are loving the show, I would be beyond grateful if you would just take a minute to rate and review this podcast just to help spread the word. Now there's something in it for you too, as a little thank you. If you leave a review, share a screenshot or just share the show to your stories and tag me at product to profit coach on Instagram. You'll be entered to win my new monthly giveaway where you'd win a hot seat coaching call with me. You'd have the option to record it live on this podcast, which not only would be so much fun, but would also give your amazing brand some visibility and you a quick win. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week.